Hey y'all, I'm Reese, and welcome to Making Meaning. Making Meaning is here to guide you along your path to make meaning in a way that makes sense for you. This week, I am sitting down with social media expert and astrology guru, Emma Frampton. Emma was raised as a military brat and grew up all around America, and now she has developed an interest and expertise in all things metaphysical, including astrology, crystals, and tarot. In the episode, we talk about socio-political issues that impact the way we construct our own identities of self. During this portion of the conversation, I bring up the phrase, there is no ethical consumption under capitalism, and I wanted to clarify some of the background around this saying. It was originally developed from leftist online discourse and was intended to take pressure off of poor communities and place it on large unethical corporations. I also bring up a Shakespeare quote, which I slightly get incorrect, (laughs) and I wanted to provide the accurate quote here, which is, with mirth and laughter, let old wrinkles come. Last note, towards the end of the podcast, Emma and I discuss our personal paranormal experiences, and during that portion of the conversation, there is a brief mention of sexual assault. With all of those notes out of the way, let's take a deep breath. And get started. Hi, Emma. How are you doing? Hi, I'm so good. I'm so excited to be here with you. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time to do this. I know that it's, I feel like it's always weird to start the podcast because it's like, of course, we were just talking before this, but I'm no, glad that we're. Nothing's weird about this. Okay. We're just two friends <laughs> talking and we happen to have a fly on the wall. Exactly. Yeah. We, there's, there has to be a microphone, but it's no biggie. Yeah. It's uh, it's normal. <laughs> right. It's totally normal. Um, well, to kick us off, I'm going to ask you, what is something that you're grateful for right now? Breathing, living, every, yeah. everything. I mean, yeah, I, that's not really one concrete something, but I'm just grateful to be here on this earth and living life right now. I think that's beautiful. You know, there's so many things that happened so quickly that even that simple fact of like no I'm here right now yeah I'm alive and that's a blessing can be really easy to forget so yeah I what a lovely reminder I try to slow myself down I always look ahead to the next thing always and so I always start my morning off and I'm like I'm here in the present right now you know I can't change the future I can't change the past yeah we're here and we have to appreciate it and uh, yeah I yeah. love that. So you say you're, you start your morning off with that. What does that look like? Is that just like a little moment reminder affirmation or what does that look like? Yeah. So it was definitely a little bit more conscious when I first started doing it like a year and a half, two years ago, probably. Sure. And, um, but now it's just kind of, I don't even think about it. I just wake up and <laughs> my cat <laughs> is usually right there with yep. me and I'm like, Hey, like good morning yeah this is so good right now and he just really helps <laughs> ground me <laughs> <laughs> no um, I totally get yeah. I mean having another 
living breathing being Being. (laughs) to like stare into their eyes like it's a reminder of like oh my gosh yeah you are perceiving me as as a a being right yeah like we're we're both here just vibing yeah you know yeah so yeah shout out beans shout out green beans yeah green bean casserole (laughs) that's my cat's name is that's their full name green bean casserole legal name Green bean casserole. I knew it was green beans, but I did yeah. not know there was casserole. No, he was on born it. on Thanksgiving Day. So when I when my roommate brought him over, she was like, "Look how cute he is! His name's green bean casserole. He had a little crooked tail." And I mean, I am obviously a cat person, right? As I came out of the womb, a cat person, and I just fell in love. I melted. Yeah. I How could you not with green bean casserole? His name is freaking Nate Green Beans. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I, I had to. You had to. And I kept it because it's perfect. It is. <laughs> I love that. That's really cute. Okay. <laughs> Next question that I always ask everyone that kind of takes us into the rest of our conversation is tell me your story. I okay. know that's a kind of weighty question, but whatever that means to you and wherever you want to start, you just this is your time to kind of express your gut reaction to that question. There's a couple different ways that I can go. My mm-hmm. story's like definitely still being written. Mm. Um, I think like I'm, I don't want to say it's like subconscious and consciously writing my story. I don't know. But, but I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, yeah. but I when you say subconsciously and consciously writing your story, that just immediately makes me think of like my own life and how I live. And I'm like, absolutely. There's a part of my life that I'm like, this is the life that I want to live. This is the life that I'm creating. And it's very conscious and intentional. But then there's other, this other level where it's like, well, you can't control everything. There are certain things that just happen to you and you got to flow with it. Yes. So that's what I'm kind of coming to terms with. And what I've, like, realized um, is because, you know, as you are a Virgo, a fellow Virgo. Virgang. <laughs> Virgang. Um, I just want to... I have goals. I want to meet mm-hmm. them. I need to be in control of them. It helps keep me grounded. But it's also part of my perfectionism that I'm trying to let go. Yeah. Um, and, you know, when you're a kid, none of those decisions are made for you. You know, I was a military brat and I moved around like every three years to a new state. I've lived in eight different states. Wow. I didn't write any of that in my story. I don't know if I would have. Right. Um, yeah, that was 100% <laughs> written for you. Yeah. It like not even written by my parents. Like it was written by the government. The government. But... Yeah, so I'm I'm kind of coming to terms of like where's the happy middle of like me writing my story and also the universe trying to help me out in listening to her and um having her as a guide kind yeah. of. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like working together. I I was just about to ask more using the universe as your teammate as opposed to working against it. Yeah, or like working ahead of it too. Because I've always wanted, like I said, I've always looked for the next best thing. I've always, like, I've never really been happy with where I am. Interesting. Um, And so I'm always like, oh, well, I'd be happy if I 
lived in a high-rise apartment, you know, or I'd be happy if I made a, a six figures, right. you know. Um, I'll be happy when X. Yes, exactly. And so that's what I'm, I've been changing and trying to still, it's still a conscious thing that I'm yeah. working on. Well, nothing's the flip of a switch. <laughs> I wish. Yeah. <laughs> Don't we all? Yeah. Uh, but that's also just American society. Yeah. So, um, Girl. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's also something that like, I am coming to terms with is like, I also, this is totally derailing a little bit. No, go for it. But like, America's great. We are so fortunate and so blessed. Right. But we also are stuck in this capitalistic um, society who, I mean, I'm privileged because I'm white, but I'm also a woman. I'm a minority. I'm... I'm not plus size. I'm I, I'm size 16. So yeah. like people aren't going to be into me just based off that. Right. If you're not a size 2, a size 4, that's already something against you. Yeah. Um, and body image is something that I've always struggled with. Sure. And, um, yeah. So yeah. like, I don't know. We're also like people of color <laughs> just off the bat. Obviously, totally American society like doesn't play into that. Um, yeah. Like yeah. they don't. We don't, American society doesn't help them. I mean, talking about parts of your story being written for you, right? Like, those are all things that are not in your control. Like, you cannot control the color of your skin. You cannot control, well, you cannot control the gender that you identify with. Like, that is just part of who you are, right? right? Um, Obviously, that is a little bit different with, like, transgender people who get to choose what path they want to go on but it's like if that's what you're choosing that's also part of your story yeah i mean if that's who you are that's who you are right that is being written for you in a certain way right um well and that that automatically puts you into a minority group too exactly but even you talking about this kind of balance between you know you start and it's like we're so blessed to be in america which it's like yes in a lot of ways yes yes in a lot of ways no No. and in it it really is this combination of the two. And I think that mirrors your discussion of your story really nicely, where it's like, yes, a lot of this is in my control, but also a lot of it's not. And trying to be able to find the beauty in that, but also work with it, but also maybe change what you can, like if you can. Yeah, this is, that's, that's very insightful. <laughs> um, I'm kind of mind blown at that. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie um because I I feel like yeah like I've always had this back and forth um and like do I play into capitalism like I love shopping you know I love shopping I love fashion I love beauty yeah I love the all of it um so of course I'm playing into our capitalist patriarchal society and like sure expectations there but also I've always identified as a feminist there's Mm -hmm. been no doubt and um But, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. So it's just... Well, you know, there's the... I don't want to say it's a saying because I'm pretty sure it's a quote from someone, but I could not tell you who it's from. But there is no ethical consumption under capitalism, right? Mm -hmm. It's like any type of being a consumer in any way in a capitalist society cannot be ethical. But also we have no control over 
like just you or me cannot change our complete socioeconomic system even if we right. wanted to yeah no if we have the biggest dreams ever and like right. even if we had the means yeah we could not take down a whole it's a whole society yeah you know it's ingrained in people like you like me this is why i have this like um struggle back and forth um because i i exist where i want to change it but I also exist where I want to live in it and like just yeah. fit in, you know? Yeah. Well, and it's like how, how we cannot live a healthy or productive life in our society without playing into capitalism. Yeah. Like, there's just no yeah, way. Yeah, you have to use it to your advantage. Right. So it's like in my mind, because I've faced a very similar struggle thinking about all of this where I'm like, it's not fair. It's a rigged system. This is why we have systemic issues and problems mm-hmm. and we need to be using our voice and our privilege to like activate against that. Yeah. But at the same time, we can't go live as a hermit in the woods. And so it's like, do we stay here and try our best or do we move to Switzerland? I mean, you know, it's like, those are I your cannot, options, right? I cannot tell you the amount of times. <laughs> Am I we moving I've, to Switzerland? Right I mean, <laughs> I don't know about Switzerland specific. This whole, um, the writing in France about their retirement age yeah. being increased by only two years. I'm in full support of them. You know, yeah. I, I, it gives me a new appreciation. Part of me, the American capitalist part of me is like, uh, it's the French, you know, like, of course they're going to whine and cry about right. two years, like two years is nothing. But the French have a completely different societal view on work and yeah, they, they work to live, not live to work. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's been brought up a lot on social media and our culture, especially yeah. in our generation. And it's being a little bit more adopted here, but it's still meeting a lot of the friction um, that is today's society, you know? And like, as much as we try to facilitate the the future that we want, it's just not, I don't know. I don't want to be very pessimistic and say, I don't think it's real. I think it is real, but it will take a long time. And I think we are just now actually, actually feasibly starting that change. Mm. Yeah, I I hear that cuz also I feel like all of the things that you've brought up in terms of like minority groups and how like there's intersectionality throughout that, right? Yeah. Like how you were saying yes you're white but also you're a woman and you know there's so many other identities that go into that as well that play into mm-hmm. how you're treated, how you're perceived in society. So there's that piece of this, but also the work-life balance and Mm -hmm. the economic system but also the social structure we have like they're all intertwined yeah you cannot break them apart from each other yeah so as soon as the bricks start crumbling somewhere it's like it it's going to go like a domino effect it'll be a domino effect and i think that a big reason why change is so incremental and so slow is because even people who want to see change happen and want to see our society get better the idea of every single thing crumbling at the same time is terrifying. It is. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's everything that you've known. It's right. It's what you're used to. It's what you expect. Not to say that that's not worth it or that that's not still what we should be pursuing at Right, all. right. But it's it's scary. You know, yeah. like, what does that mean for your kids? You know, you're yeah. going to, like, you would navigate them into something. Like, if you chose to have kids, you'd be navigating them into something completely unknown. Yeah. Um, And... It's scary as an individual on our side of things, because if we do knock things down, 
I don't know. <laughs> Handmaid's Tale just like yeah, keeps coming yeah. up in my head. That's one of my favorite shows, but it's also one of the most terrifying things yep. ever. Well, same thing with like Black Mirror, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like, I was actually talking with a friend yesterday, I think, and he was telling me how so many of the technologies that they like hypothesized about in different episodes now are becoming a reality. Yeah. And he works on the front line of AI. He's in doctoral school. And so that's part of his research. And he was like, the amount of things that I have seen that like are implants are yeah. like AI technologies that can do all of these things. And so it's like, on one hand, that's so exciting that our society is progressing and innovating. But on the other hand, it's like... Like, what does it mean? Yeah. yeah. For being a human. Right. Yeah, that's... <laughs> this is kind of like another topic, I guess. But it's, it's related. My dad is really into defying age, I guess. There's oh. a lot of stuff out there about... Um, you can extend the telomeres in your DNA, which the telomeres on, they're the very end points. And so they shorten over time. Te- technically, he says, those are what keep you youthful. Interesting. Um, so they shorten over time and that's what makes you age. That's, I'm sure that is a very, very poor and very, very <laughs> unscientific way of putting it. But that it sounded great to me (laughs) (laughs) that's how it's been explained to me and that's like it makes sense with what i've seen online sure um but they are in the past couple years um i think since before covid they are finding ways to maintain telomere length and even lengthen them so that so my dad he's gen x right he's Mm -hmm. 50 i don't really know 50 something and he has full faith that he will live to be a hundred and something like wow. because he thinks this will happen so quickly i it will not i right i don't think it will and it freaks me out because that is so this is gonna sound very hippy dippy unnatural you yeah. know and i feel like we are <laughs> this is kind of meta but no, i feel like yeah. we're kind of like put here on this earth for a reason for our soul to mm. exist and learn and then we die. Yeah. You know, and I don't know where our soul goes after that. Everybody has different different opinions. Um, whether we're reborn, whether we go to heaven, hell, I don't care. Doesn't matter. That's for soul Emma to figure out. Sure. But um, I don't think, you know, once our body dies, we're supposed to die. And I know that's very, like, morbid. But no, I you know I, it, it, it freaks me out. Yeah, that he wants to do that, and I am right there with you because something that I think about a lot, because even like going back to what you were saying in the beauty industry and like online, so many products are anti aging, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, t- targeted towards women, too. targeted towards women to be anti aging, and that was the first time that I kind of started thinking about this question specifically, where it's like, why are we so afraid of aging? It is a beautiful process of life. And Mm -hmm. like so many women are fighting wrinkles. And I'm like, I get that. I don't want wrinkles either. However. But you don't want wrinkles. Why? To stay youthful and young and beautiful. Right. Right? Right. But I'm like, aren't wrinkles a sign that you have lived a life? Wisdom. So Shakespeare has this quote. um, With wrinkles and mirth, may you grow old joyfully. That's cute. Right? I need to write that down for my mom as well. And so I'm like that. And, and that's even as someone who struggles with 
like my appearance in that way but it's like growing old really is a beautiful thing and your body tells the story of what you've been through yeah you know and like wrinkles are a part of that so that was kind of a tangent but no I mean I'm excited to get this is it's gonna sound so naive now I'm 24 And I'm going to hate that I'm saying it when I'm 60, I'm sure. But (laughs) I'm looking forward to the day that I get full head of gray hair. Yeah. Because that in itself to me is beautiful and it shows wisdom. And Mm -hmm. I mean, but on the other hand, a couple weeks, maybe a month or a couple months ago, um, I raised my eyebrows. I was like, oh my God, forehead wrinkles. Yeah. I've got friends now doing preventative Botox who are 26 and I, it's, crazy to me that we just like put ourselves through these beauty standards um yeah but like yeah I don't know so I just consciously we have to remind ourselves that we are beautiful Mm -hmm. naturally the way that we are and we don't I don't know you know what I'm saying a hundred percent well because it's like there is something in just showing up authentically exactly as you are that is so beautiful right yeah but also to kind of backtrack even a little bit further to your dad's yeah ideas I 100% agree with you that we're put here for a certain amount of time by whatever you believe right um and then you die and there is something about the idea of eternity that freaks me out I'm like I cannot yeah I even remember being little and like I was raised in a Christian faith but no one in my family is Christian now which is funny (laughs) to think about but um I remember being in church and being like I'm gonna be in heaven forever like Hmm. that is terrifying Mm -hmm. and so even to think about like wanting to achieve as much longevity here on earth it's like kind of scary to me in that way where it's like so much time is actually really daunting But even then, the only thing we're guaranteed when we enter this life is Mm -hmm. death, is impermanence. Like the only thing that is 100% going to happen to you is that it will end, is that it will be over. And I think trying to take that away, not to criticize your dad's philosophy or his life. Please criticize him. (laughs) And like his journey there because we all have our path, right? Right. But... I think for me, if I started doing that, I would feel like it would undermine the impermanence of That's a what really we're doing good point. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that is the one thing that we have. And if you take it away, what do you have? Right. Well, and even thinking about like preventative Botox, I'm like, because that is something that I'm like, if I was going to do any cosmetic work, it probably would be that because it's proven to be the most effective and yeah. like yada 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 all the research and I'm obsessed with skincare like I love yeah. skincare and oh same obviously all of that is rooted in like the beauty industry and beauty standards but there is this other part of it for me that's rooted in like self-care yeah and where do you draw the line between caring for myself and loving myself in healthy ways mm-hmm. and like trying an to sustain myself in this really unhealthy way right right yeah, that's um, that's a good point. And I think as long as you... I think the border there is listening to your body. Mm. You know, it's like some days I don't feel like doing my skincare. So yeah. I just won't do it. Some days my skin's really oily. So I won't like put on my super dense serum that's right, oil-based, right. you know? <laughs> so, I mean, I think 
just there the main difference is yeah listening to your body and what it needs and but listening to your body is not easy everybody's like oh just listen yeah it's not that easy Mm -mm. you know you gotta learn how to speak the language first yeah yeah and i mean there's different parts that play different roles you know so like gut health is one totally different thing and it's really like in the zeitgeist right now but it's it's like it's probably just a fad like the hype that it has right now is probably just a fad although it is like for your long-term health of right. course you know but people are only caring about it right now because it's trendy and it's on yeah. tiktok um well and every, i'm like it's so interesting to see how like science research like stuff that universities put out and like really credible sources even all of that follows a trend yeah 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 which ties back into capitalism and trying to give I people know. what they want I know. it's all connected no. <laughs> This is this is every therapy session I have. I'm like, oh, why do I feel this way? Why, why, why? Why do I think me like think this of myself? And she's like, well, well. <laughs> she's like, we've about talked about this why before. Society is the way it is and what it tells you. Yeah. Yeah. So I leave every session. I'm like, oh man. Yeah. <laughs> Same. I'll walk out of my session with my therapist, and I'm like, I know that she's right. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, damn you, yeah. capitalism. Yeah. <laughs> damn you, patriarchy. So in the same vein, I want to go back to two things that you were talking about. And I think they're interconnected a lot. Of so course. I'm going to bring them both up. Okay. But obviously talking about like beauty standards, you talked a little bit about body image being a yeah. big part of your journey. But then when we were talking about like capitalism and our socioeconomic status, you also brought up how feminism is so important to you. Yeah. So I really want to talk about both of those things, what they mean to you. And I've always seen those movements because they are movements, but also just facts of life mm-hmm. as being really related because I think body image, I mean, of course, men struggle with that as well. Like, I don't want to take that away from right. them. Yeah. But it's a totally different thing for women. Oh, so. yeah. Yeah, because we live in a patriarchal society. Snaps. Ha ha ha. Ha ha ha, tee hee hee. Yeah. Um, so I've always just been, like, the fat friend or just really mm. overweight. And I'm just, that's just me. That's my body type. I yeah. was literally, like, Lady Gaga said, born this way. Yeah. And, um... Yeah, so something that I've just always struggled with is, like, I'm curvy, I'm beautiful, and then I'm curvy, I don't meet society's expectations. And, you know, I think living in Dallas, where everybody kind of looks the same, it's Mm -hmm. hard, you know? Um, And as I've gotten older, you know, I've only, like, my body's really matured and, like, has come into how it is now. Yeah. Yeah. like, I definitely don't have a teenager body anymore, yeah. but, like, thank God that I don't because, I mean, it's, like, the more I age, the more comfortable I am in my skin, mm. but the more it kind of wavers. So, like, the like does that... I don't know how to explain that. Does that make sense? I think so. Tell me if I'm getting it wrong and we can kind of unpack it a little bit, but... I totally hear you in this, like, um, one, being in Dallas, being in the South, there is such a different expectation of women, specifically here. Like, it's so interesting to see people that didn't grow up here. Mm -hmm. And I know, like, you grew up all over as a military brat. 
but like as someone who's always grown up in Dallas, the expectations on women, like it's literally like it's savage. The starting scene of Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Have you seen that yes. TV show? Yeah. But it's like that where it's like, it's well, you have throat. to keep your man happy. Yeah. And these are the expectations and it's insane. And then you'll travel somewhere else and it's just different. So I'm like that for one is totally a real thing. Right. But I also hear what you're saying with getting older and being more confident and being able to be like, I am who my, who I am. My body type is my body type. Yeah. And I love myself. But also there's new expectations that are added to you as you get older. Right. So it's like this constant back and forth between I've never been more confident, but also I've never had more self-doubt. Right. It's like I'm on the top of a skyscraper and if the wind blows one direction, then I'm like the skyscraper is my peak of self-confidence right and where I'm at and then if the wind blows if someone looks at me one way or yeah. you know it's it can all, be all it's the way all down outward it's all outward you know yeah um, yeah so yeah if the wind blows and I, I fall down yeah but this is also something me and my therapist discussed is interesting as an American society we have the American dream philosophy mm-hmm. right where everything is supposed to be perfect it's pretty it's so good everything's just always 100% of the time exactly so we have this idea Mm. where things need to be maxed out a hundred percent of the time including self-confidence including confidence so you know where there's days right this was kind of profound for me when she was saying this you've kind of unlocked something in my brain she she did for me too because i was like oh yeah sometimes i'm just like more confident than others and sometimes i'm just really really low and she's like you know what that's rooted in the American dream philosophy of like where everything oh needs to be maxed out a hundred percent. We don't have, we can't take breaks, uh-uh. you know, we can't l- allow ourselves to breathe. We can't, we don't, as an American society, we don't allow ourselves the grace of just having an off day. You know, we see for like mental health examples, Oh, you're doing your best this day. Your best is going to look different every single day. Right. And that applies to literally everything out there, Mm -hmm. whether that is body image, self-confidence, work, your relationship, Mm -hmm. you know, like anything, anything, you know? So it's always going to be because you're like, for lack of a better metaphor, gas tank is a different size every day, depending on so many different factors. But the number one just being that you're a human being, right? Like life is not the same day to day. We are not the same day to day. Every experience we have shapes us into a different version of ourselves. So Mm -hmm. of course the next day are going to be different. Right. Yeah. Like, did you get enough sleep? Yeah. Did you like think of something weird when you woke up this morning? Right. What is TikTok showing you? Like social media is a whole different thing. And you know, I work in social media. It's a blessing and a curse. Like I know it. Yeah. First hand. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, like, there's so many outside factors. What's the weather like? You know, if it's humid, your skin's going to be glowy. If it's the middle of winter, your skin's going to be dry. So, like, there's, like, so many, an innumerable amount of factors that are, that we don't even consider. And we just think it's all us. We just think, I'm at fault for not being 100% all the time. Yeah. And, you know, there's another thing that I have been, like, it's been sitting. (laughs) This is such, like, a... Uh, I was about to say it and I'm like, I hate that I almost said this, but I'm going to say it anyways. Because it's a safe space. This is a safe space. 
but it's been sitting on my heart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's been sitting with my soul. Right. It's been sitting with my soul that the same way our best looks different every single day. You have no idea what someone else's best is that day. Oh, yeah. And that goes for random strangers, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, there's there's the old adage that's like, whoever cut you off in traffic, like, could be zooming to try and get to the hospital, right? Yeah. Like, you don't know what that is for them kind of ideology. But even your, like, best, closest friends, it's not like you wake up and text them and you're like, hey, I'm on a half tank today, you know? Yeah. Or, like, my it's a really low self-confidence day. And I think that that same grace that we say that we are extending to other people, we have to extend to ourselves. But I think Mm -hmm. there's also a balance that there's times that we give ourselves more grace because we know ourselves better than anyone else that we may not give someone else the same amount of grace in that area. Like Mm -hmm. also your needs are going to be so different. So I'm like, I don't know, this is a silly example, but I'm like living with my two roommates. Something that I've really picked up on is that I need so much more sleep than both of my roommates do. Mm -hmm. And it's something that I know that I judge myself for more than anything, but I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm the last. Hey, that's a need. That's a need. And I'm like, I'm the last one awake in the morning. Like people are going to think I'm lazy, blah, blah, blah. And then I'm like, no, you know, like that's a need. That's my body. That's what my gas tank looks like. And And that's okay. You know what? Also that need probably just goes back generations. It's probably just so ingrained in your DNA and who like everything, you know, um, that's something also related to body type is that I look exactly like my mom and I mean, I don't look like my grandmother. (laughs) She had a completely (laughs) different body type, but I look like my great grandmother. I was going to say, or your aunt or exactly. Like we all kind of like look the same and so like it, it's just proof that like somebody loves you down the road mm-hmm. like do you, like it's not it's generational yeah you know like people are into you no matter what so, yeah um well and to judge your appearance based on like it, this is something that's so hard for me because i think it's really easy to judge your appearance based on how much attention you get from the people you're into, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm, like, trying to rewire that part of my brain into being, like, no, I'm judging the way I look based on how I feel. (laughs) Yeah. You know? But it's, like, how do you completely rewire that? Can you? Can you? I don't know. Because is that also generational and DNA-based that... Like, DNA memory kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I'm, like, even, like, caveman times where our population needs to survive, right? Right. So if our human instinct is to mate, to create offspring, wouldn't your instinct self-judgment be how successful am I getting a mate? I don't know. I don't don't know. Yeah. I think it's definitely still ingrained in us. Like, there's no getting rid of that. Because I think that is, like, one of, like, the core things of being human and like throughout human history that is like one of the like that's I don't know I don't want to say that's why we're here I think that's way too like (laughs) (laughs) Um, but like um I that's part of being human yeah you know and like there's no denying that so we talked a lot about body image yeah feminism tell me your thoughts feelings opinions I want to hear it all yeah my mom kind of just raised me with kind of equal thinking you know like she was she's always been very like strong and 
independent and but not like independent so far like you know she she and my yeah. dad like compliment one another well partnership like, partnership both be right yeah yeah um would she use the word feminist or feminism with you or was it more a subconscious it was more subconscious learning. Okay. yeah because i think it does go back like with my grandmother and great-grandmothers um and just the way our line of thinking went like i think it's not it wasn't just my mom you sure. know she didn't just start this like it just goes back um and yeah so she's just kind of always had like this she always just taught me this I didn't really know it was like a feminist way of thinking until I was taking classes in college. Right. And you're like, oh, that's what that's called. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Oh, there's books about it. Okay. (laughs) Um, But yeah, she's always just like, anytime we'd go to the art museum, she'd always like, look how beautiful. Like it'd be a naked sculpture, you know, of men and women. And they're like, look, the body's art. Body's art. Beautiful. 100%. Um, Yeah. And so that's always been really special to me. And then she just always was rooting for me no matter what. Mm. Um, and you know, I have a sister, we don't have, I don't have any brothers or anything like that, but, um, she just always wanted me to kind of make the right decision and like for, for me, yeah. you know, and not like I was never pressured into like having a boyfriend or anything like that. My dad was actually very anti-boyfriend, but no surprise <laughs> there. <laughs> um, but then, like, throughout college, when I started taking, like, uh, women's studies classes and, um, like, feminist like feminist classes, really, um, I just, I was like, yeah, yes, like, people should be treated equally, yeah. you know? And um, so that's also something that I talk with my therapist about is equality versus equity. Mm. Um, because they've gotten so intertwined and so messed up and so like contorted everybody thinks feminists want equality where we all are standing on the same 12 inch block so we can see over the fence Mm -hmm. what we're looking for what we're asking for is equity where we're all we would all be looking over the, the same fence from the same height right you know like we all need the same means and it's not just men and women it's men women people of color it's not just white people we want black people like right latina people so minority group person of color gender sexual orientation identification yes Yes. anybody and everybody should be treated equally especially in a society like america there's no reason for it not to happen right yeah because if any society has the means shouldn't it be ours right isn't that what we stand for you would think that's what they tell us. That that is what they that's tell what us. What they tell us. That is what. But they here tell we us. are taking men's last names, and we girl. <laughs> that's that's my thing. That's like once I learned um, in one of those classes. That, and this might sound like naive or whatever, but no, no. I learned like in one of my women's studies classes that Native American, some Native American tribes and peoples were very matriarchal and mm-hmm. would trace everything through women and would like if they took a woman's name it would like it just was very matriarchal and nothing really pissed me off more than that like we stomped on them mm-hmm. and it just it really just broke my heart that yeah. and we still treat them like that to this day yeah and um i think it's just bs <laughs> well and the amount that 
like you said, we still treat indigenous peoples because there are so many still in America. So they're still treated as outcasts, which I'm like, if you want to have your society separate and that is your choice to want to live outside of like the capitalist American regime, like absolutely you should have the space to do that. (laughs) Right. But at the same time, you should have equitable access to entry if that is also something you want, right? And it should be up to them to decide, not up to us, Mm -hmm. to impose what we think the right decision is. But on top of that, the amount of things throughout history that are just, like, not talked about or brushed under the rug, like... Mm -hmm. Like, everything? Right. (laughs) One, everything. But I remember the first time I learned about the Trail of Tears and being like, wait, 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 hold on. Yeah. Yeah. We, We did what now? Yeah. And and you're saying this just like a, oh yeah, like, so this was a thing that happened and that's why we got this piece of land. And I'm like, no, 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 no. No, we didn't just get a piece of land. No. We smashed like a whole society. We stole it. Yeah. And murdered. Yeah. <laughs> brutally a whole group of people. And so going back to this idea that they also were matriarchal societies too. It's like, who knows how that played into any of those things. But right. But it's certainly interesting to think about. Yeah. So I have another thought on the taking last names thing because um, I have always said that I want hyphenate. Same. Always, always. Yeah. And a really big part of that for me is that my dad was adopted. And so Mm -hmm. his last name is an adopted last name. It's not my grandma's last name. It's not his biological last name. And my mom did change her name to his. But a big part of that decision for her was that she didn't feel like super connected to her family and so it felt very much like well my dad doesn't have a super strong connection to his last name my mom doesn't have a strong connection to her last name well I'll just take your name but it's now going to be our name right where we can start a new family with this Mm -hmm. name and of course it had to be brown the most boring (laughs) last name in history but now I'm like my parents started something with brown like they started a family and that's a part of me and my history that I don't want to ignore and I think that hyphenating is a really beautiful way to reflect, like you were saying with your parents, the partnership, mm-hmm. the equality, the mm-hmm. duality of that relationship. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I'm I, right there with you. Yeah. Like, the reason I want to hyphenate is because my dad doesn't have any sons. Like, it's mm. just me and my sister. And the only... I only have one male cousin. Yeah. And... I, I just want, I don't want our last name to die. Yeah. I know that sounds, it's not going to die. It's somewhere else out there. Like there's Peter Frampton, you know, like sure. whatever. But like, <laughs> <laughs> I want to continue on that legacy. Yeah. And yeah, so it's just really important for me to hyphenate my last name. If if I don't hyphenate my last name, cool. Yeah. Great. I must be madly in love. <laughs> but like as of right now... That is what you would want to do. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care if my kid gets teased. I don't care. Like, it'll be fine. It's worth, (laughs) as someone who grew up with a middle name, and I'm like, that, it's a pain in the ass, but also I'm like, I wouldn't change it for the world. Right. And I'm like, I feel like it's the same thing with the hyphenated last name, where it's like, okay, it might be a pain in the ass, but grow up. (laughs) Well, I think it just, this is what I mean. Like, it's beautiful. Like, this is what I want. It tells your story. It does. Wow. Look at that tie back. Whoa. Wow. Whoa whoa that I didn't even realize that until you said that that's crazy well and I'm also thinking about how you were talking about the generational relationship Mm -hmm. that we have your name is also a signifier of that right Mm -hmm. of how you 
look like your mom and your great-grandma and obviously you have your dad's last name but it's like your name is still a way to call back to that right yeah no like ancestry and like heritage is like super important to me I think it's important to like every white person out there it's like just a trait we have it is it's something in the white person blood (laughs) It 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 is it is um but I don't know my dad's always been really into it as white men are. Mm-hmm. That and, and World War Two. Those are the things. Yep, yep. And um yeah, so I don't know. I just think it's it's special. I think it should be known and like both of my my first and middle name are from my family. Like mm. both my mom and my dad's side. So I love that. Yeah, I think it's kinda cool. Like That's and I really would love cool. to carry on that, like if and when I do have kids one day. So right. yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's lovely. Thanks. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and it's cool that, like, I don't know, everything you've said, I feel like you have then backed up with, like, an explanation for why you think and feel that way, and also, like, an action that reflects that belief. So... See, that's just my Virgo. Like, you get it. And maybe me, like, (laughs) recognizing that is, like, ugh, like, it makes my Virgo happy. <laughs> like, maybe that is part of what it is. Yeah, because, like, like, I'm not a Cancer. I can't just feel the feel. Right. You're I like, I gotta to, like, do something about it. it. Right. Like, <laughs> so I'm like, that makes me happy, too. But I'm like, also, saying that, like, you're a feminist and you believe in those things, but also it comes from this place and this is also what you want to do with it. Mm-hmm. And, like, like hyphenating your name It's a part of how you are going to embody that as you continue to grow and change. I'm like, that's so cool that you're not just saying I'm a feminist, but you're also like, but these are things that I do and I want to do. Yeah. And like, they may be very small, like comparatively to like what other women are doing. Like Malala, like she's, (laughs) you can't really compare to her. Right. (laughs) Um, But for me and for where I'm at and what I can do on the day to day. It still matters. Yeah, I mean, it's what it's what I can do. And, like, it goes back to this is my best. Yeah. You know, this is what I can do right now. Yeah. Um, and in 10 years, maybe that will change. And my best will be something completely different, whether it's higher, lower on the scale. Who cares? It's still my best. It'll be yeah. okay. Yeah. Um, and I think as long as you... <laughs> this sounds so stupid. I feel like people might disagree. But as long as you have the heart you know, and, like, the intention mm. behind it, um, good for you. Like, yeah. that's, that's all you can ask for, and that's all you can do. Yeah. You know, some people can't actually take action to things, you know, um, so. You know, that is something I haven't thought about before. My dad and I get into a debate a lot of the time about intention versus impact, And how, Mm, like, that's, yeah. Right? Where it's, like, obviously your intention is important. And, like, if you have a good intention, but it still falls short, like, at least you have the good intention. Like You made the progress, though. Right. Yeah. But it's, like, if your impact still negatively impacts, I've always had this thing where I'm, like, but it's not good enough. And maybe that just comes from, again, back to the Virgo and that perfectionistic thing that I'm, like, the expectation for myself and others is too high. Or it also, it's, I mean, yeah, I agree with you on the Virgo thing as yeah. a fellow Virgo, but I also <laughs> think it ties back to that capitalist thing of having to be a hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. Of having yeah. to be everything a hundred percent all the time. Well, and having to be everything like that. Yes. Speaks to my soul. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're going to be really good at one thing, like in school, 
you're really good at science, you suck at math. Yeah. You know, you're really good at English, you you suck at, I don't know, history. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> what are school subjects? It's been a couple years. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like you can't, I mean, I was a straight A student, but that's because I was like one of those people and yeah. I had to get straight A's to satisfy my inner perfectionist. Mm-hmm. And if I had known that like, hey, it'd be okay if I made a B in math. Yeah. You know, like I'm going into marketing anyways. You're going to be okay. Yeah. Then life may have been a little bit different. Every single day I'm like, oh, what if I just became a doctor? You know, what if I was interested in becoming a doctor when I was in high school? Um, I would be making so much more money now. Yeah. And that's like the, that's the only reason that I consider like being a doctor going into other professions is because... I hate blood, dude. Yeah. Of course I don't want to be a doctor, but it's just money driving that thought capitalism. Yeah. So it's just like everything at the end of the day really boils down to patriarchy and capitalism. And by that default to American dream, just to like ladder up a little bit. Right. Um, and once you recognize that these are really like the roots of a lot wow. of our dissonance, Whoa, what a, lot a great of answers. word to use. <laughs> Thank you. It's my yeah. Texas Tech education. But once you like realize that everything is the root of these causes, yeah. or these issues, then everything kind of just falls into place. Yeah. Like you start being like, oh, you can like map everything out. You're yeah. like, it's like the meme map, the the blonde lady with the math on the side. <laughs> yeah. Like you're like, oh yeah. my God. Everything is making, connected. Everything's clicking. Every, all the puzzle yeah. pieces are coming together. Well, and I think that's a, big reason why so many of us probably feel so similarly and of course there are people who disagree out there and that's great that's fine yeah good for you right it's good to have different opinions yes it challenges us makes us grow but why so many people have a shared experience in this way is because we all grew up under that shared system and i think different people had different experiences with that shared system of course and that may be where a lot of the differences come from Mm -hmm. but to be a feeling independent human being being slotted in as a cog into the machine, I think dissonance is a great word for that. That if you don't align your actions with your inner compass, mm-hmm. you're never going to feel like you're on solid ground. And that's exactly how I've been feeling. And that's what I'm like working through in therapy mm. lately um, is man, I hate capitalism. I hate the patriarchal society we live yeah. in because it makes me feel this way about my body and about my mind and who I am as a person. Mm-hmm. But yeah. How do I live and survive? Yeah. And so it's this total like back and forth. It's like, like I'm fighting myself over yeah. here. Like it's two sides Oof. of me coming to fight in the middle. And so do I give in? And I'm just like, yeah, I love capitalism. Like I'm, I can't. Yeah. You know, because that's and, not your your heart, right? But society is obviously so ingrained in me and so ingrained yeah. in like everything that I do. Um, so how do we rectify those two things? That's the question. I don't know if you can. I think. Mm. I mean, I, where I'm at right now, I'm just coming to terms that like I do have these two different opinions. Yeah, and like I do have this dissonance, and so I mean, I don't want to live completely off the grid, right? We're social if I, creatures. If I did, then yeah, I'd be totally fine. Yeah. But like, like I would not have any dissonance. But I don't. So I'm going to, for now, where I see it going is I'm just going to have to like live with this dissonance, recognize it and be like, it's like depression. 
yeah you know i struggle with depression heavy like it's still in the back of my head it's still there you recognize it. you're like okay hey like hey bud sure yeah but like you can't completely this is opinion you can't get rid of it like i feel like it will always be there no matter what yeah um no i with my own struggle with anxiety, one of the most powerful things that my therapist, <laughs> we're each other's therapists right. talking that's at each other right now. Thinking. That's what's happening. But I'm like, she told me one time that like you name it and you picture it as the thing that's sitting there with you, right? Mm. That it, one, you name it. Hey, anxiety. I see you. I know that that's you, right? And then when you name it as an entity separate from yourself, you can realize it is not me. It is something that is happening to me, right? Which was really powerful for me. But she was like, it's a lifelong companion. Yeah. Like your brain is your brain is your brain. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> this is like an old drill team quote, which I'm like cringing at myself saying, but it's really true. And I think especially in <laughs> the mental health space, it never gets easier. You just get better. Yeah, agreed. A hundred percent. Where it's like, it's not getting easier. You just get better. But then your anxiety gets better too. It learns too. And then you just keep going and growing. Yeah. And that's what life is. Yeah. That's, That's life is all about constant change and constant growth. And so maybe the dissonance, while it's not a good thing and we wish we could get rid of it, we can also, on the other hand, look at it as a place to grow question mark would you agree with that i don't know i don't even know if i'd say it's not a good thing i don't Mm. i don't think it's good or bad it just exists it just is yeah whether i think naming it good or bad is like like is peanut butter good or bad yeah (laughs) you know like i i think it's fine because if we name it good or bad we're just gonna put anger towards it Mm. yeah Um, and whether or not that anger could be misplaced, I don't know. I mean, I I just think we just accept it for what it is. And like, yeah, yeah. you're there. It's fine. And yeah. You just have to figure out a way to move forward with it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just like recognize it. And I don't know. I don't know. That That's just where I am right now. Yeah. That's why I'm like heavy on this like mindset. No, I think that's really interesting and really valuable because that the disconnect between I think how we want to live and how we are supposed to quote unquote live Mm -hmm. or the easiest way to live is something especially our generation faces right Mm -hmm. and instead of living to work or working to live, I think we are the generation of, I want my work to be my life. Like I want these things to be ingrained right? right. where I can enjoy my work and make money, but also that's something that I love and am excited to wake up to do, you know? Right. So yeah. Okay. We're getting to the end of our time, but I have a couple more questions I want to ask you. Yeah. I mean, I can stay here all night. Don't threaten me with good time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but one, of course, we've been throwing around how we're both Virgos. Yeah. Um, note for the listeners, Emma and I have the same birthday, which is insane. I forget about it all the time. I do too. <laughs> and I just remembered that like earlier and I was like crazy. I think that's like so wild. It's insane. Like what are the odds? I know. 
And like meeting through Nicole, so crazy. I know. It's like, see, the universe. Synchronicity. Everything always happens for a reason. It's and you true. know what? I went and saw, again, this is going to sound really hippy-dippy, but it's no, who I, I am. It. And I I love that about you. I Thanks. love that for you. <laughs> this is also how my mom raised me. Yeah. She's an Aquarius, so of course. Um, but I went and saw this like, um, I don't know what to call her, Reiki master, Reiki girl. I don't know, but I'm like so into it. Same. So, um, okay, let's go sometime. I'm dead ass. <laughs> Same. <laughs> so um, we were sitting, she was just like reading me like, mm-hmm. you know, all this stuff. And um, she was like, the people that you really get to know in the next nine months, and this is like last month, um, are going to be really aligned and like help you break into like your deeper thought, your like your soul's like purpose and journey. Because we have, like, the same ideas. You... On, like... I don't know, like, universe stuff? And, like, crystals? And, like, all that... No, like, you don't even know how much you saying that means to me. (laughs) Sorry. I can hear the tears. No, but actually... Because you know I cried everything. But I'm, like... Genuinely, I do feel such a soul connection like like that with you. Yeah, same. Like, we were brought into each other's lives for a reason. And, like... I don't know. And I, I love Nicole dearly. Like she was brought into my life for some reason. And obviously not just as a coworker. Right. The fact that we're like friends. I saw her on Zoom. Like my first day I was like, hey, I want to be her friend. And, and there's something to that, right? Yeah. Deeper than that. Yeah. Okay. So this leads into my question thing too. Yeah. So obviously we're talking about astrology and you and I both use language that's like synchronicity of the universe speaking to you. Yeah. <laughs> and I think we have very similar language around like higher power mm-hmm. and astrology and what that means. But can you unpack that a little bit for our listeners, if you're comfortable with that, what your higher power kind of looks like, what that is, yeah. how astrology plays into that? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm still figuring it out. I have no concrete answers that. and it changes all the time. Um, but I, and I think as it should. Right. I mean, the universe is ever changing. We are, I mean, I don't even want to bring infinite timelines into this, but like, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so that's also something there that I'm just now beginning to dip my pinky toe into. Right. Um, but off the bat, my therapist, again, my therapist, <laughs> she's like, figure out where you came from, who you are and where you're going. Mm. Um, and those are kind of like the three answers that are three questions that will really help you because I struggle with anxiety like no one else Mm -hmm. you know and well maybe you because we have the same birthday (laughs) (laughs) um and those will really help answer a lot of questions that you have yeah because that's the other thing it's like with our weird mystical beliefs there's no concrete guide like Christianity yeah to fall back on there's no rule book there's not and it's a blessing and a curse yes so sometimes I feel lost sometimes I feel really empowered but so we're um, off the bat, I believe in reincarnation. Mm. I don't think our soul ever really dies. Um, I don't know if you've seen the movie Soul. I love that movie. The it's a Disney, Disney Pixar, Pixar movie. Love. Yeah. Um, so I don't really think souls are created. I believe energy is proven. Energy never dies. Nothing um, can be created or destroyed. Right. So I think I believe in reincarnation just off the bat. Um, and obviously we're not going to be reincarnated as humans every single time. Um, we're going to be reincarnated as aliens, as cows, as cats, as 
stars even i yeah. as celestial beings there's it's an infinite landscape out there and we don't e- we don't even know like that's what my brain can comprehend mm-hmm. um as, from a human standpoint this right. is sounding really crazy no no <laughs> but, it's not um but yeah so and then universe is kind of my higher power and i call her a woman because i i just she is yeah. i believe like gaia that kind of stuff too yeah. so um but I also believe whatever you believe in, like, if you're a Christian, that's what's going to happen to you. Like, you're going to go to heaven mm-hmm. if you believe in a hell. I don't believe in a hell. Part of me believes that our souls chose humanity, humans, because this is our hell, because we're learning something mm. so crazy. And, like, but maybe being reincarnated as a celestial being is harder than this. You never know. Yeah. You never know. Um. So... Yeah, that's kind of my line of thinking. I also believe in ghosts. Ghosts are totally real. How that plays into... um, The afterlife reincarnation. Yes, I don't have an answer. Okay. I don't know if I ever will have an answer. Sure. But I see things. I hear things. I feel things. Okay. All the time. We need to talk about this. So, obviously, you and I both, like, have similar beliefs around astrology where it's, like, it's a really cool tool. Of course, there's something to it. Yeah. But, I think it's a science. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And it's way more specific than... Than, oh, what's my horoscope today? Right. Which, I mean, of course, I'm still going to read. Yes. But, like... Okay. But there's yeah. a lot more to it. Right. That gets into all yeah, of that. Yeah, it's like an Enneagram, basically. Yes. That's how I treat it. Exactly. It is 100% the same. I'm right yeah. there with you. Um, And so the same way that, like, if I read my Enneagram, I wouldn't be like, this is 100% truth. Right. I'm, I'm taking it as information to better guide myself, right? Exactly. Same thing yeah. with astrology. So there's that piece. But then this other piece where it's like, for me, I'm like, if we are made up of the same atoms of the entire universe, mm-hmm. including the stars, including earth, including mm-hmm. the sun and the moon, like, wouldn't we have a connection to crystals? Wouldn't we have a connection to those stars? Girl, you are preaching right? to the choir. Yes. So I'm, I'm like, yes. All yeah. of that. I also believe in ghosts. And Slay. it is something that is really interesting for me to rectify within my own belief systems mm-hmm. with where do our souls go? Are they ever present? Yeah. How does that line up with different timelines, right? So, and the idea of time. Yeah. Because I've seen things, I've experienced things, but like with family members that have passed on. Same. Okay. Yeah. Tell me your thoughts. Um. So, I mean, just recently my grandmother passed away. And sorry to hear that. It's, oh, I did know that. That's okay. I'm sorry. It's okay. Um, it's okay now. Um, So she passed away mid-February and... um. She was old. She was 85. She had just turned 85, you know, yeah. so she had COPD. So, of course, we kind of saw it coming. We had just moved her into a nursing home. Um, and I went and saw her the night before she passed away with, like, my whole family. And, well, except my aunt. My aunt was in the islands. Like, Turks and Caicos unable to come. Oh. Yeah, it was, it was bad. But everything happens for a reason, you know? Truth. So, I don't know what that, how, I don't have an answer, but... Anyways, um, so, yeah, I saw her Friday, that Friday night, and, um, it was good, you know, like, I was able to say, like, tell her everything that I wanted her to hear, and then when I, I went, my parents were like, oh, you should come to our house, like, stay with us, I was like, 
no, I really want my cat. Like, let yeah. me drive back down, down, downtown. Yeah. <laughs> and well, sometimes you just need your bed, your cat. Yes. Yeah. The, the bed at their house is not comfortable either. So, I mean, I was a little selfish, but whatever. It's fine. Um, but she came and visited me that night. Yeah. And she passed away at like seven in the morning, Saturday morning. But she came and visited me. I woke up. I don't know if it was like three or five in the morning. I cannot remember for my life. But she came and I just woke up. I was just awake. I just woke up. And I could feel her. First off, my bed, I was, you know, it's a queen bed. I'm not sleeping in it the right way. I'm sleeping in it. Sideways. My body, yeah, sideways. (laughs) Like, I'm a body pillow at this point. Right. Um, And I'm in the corner, like, facing the wall, whatever. And... I have like this sleep paralysis thing, which I always, I get often. Ooh, I'm sorry. No, it's, it's, sometimes it's bad. Sometimes it's okay. Yeah. This was okay. Um, but I could just feel like her hand on my arm. Yeah. Um, and I knew it was her, but I didn't really like know it was her yeah. until the next morning. It's almost like in a dream where the person doesn't really have a face, but then you wake up the next day and you're like, oh, but it was supposed to be that person. It, yes. Yeah. yeah. But this totally was not a dream. This yeah. was so real. And I was able to go back to sleep. Yeah. But yeah. So she came and visited me. And so this is where I'm going with this. Yeah. Is everybody else in my family is pretty sensitive. <laughs> like my sister, she reads tarot. She's very oh, sensitive. Okay. Yes. Um, my mom is very sensitive. My aunt, um, my mom's youngest sister, super sensitive, but she's also very, very Christian, so she shuts mm, everything down. Okay. Um, and but my other, my mom's like middle sister, very into crystals, very kind of like us, but yeah. not like as extreme, probably. Sure. And um, no one's felt her since. And we were all talking about it. Her memorial service was in March, and we have not felt her at all. And so, when I went to the Reiki, it was like a little mystic fair, right? Right. And I, my my mom asked, um, the medium, and excuse me. No, you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> um, I had a I had a break. Yeah, you're, you're all good. <laughs> um, my mom asked the medium. And she said that my grandmother had was there, like, telling my mom, like, hey, it's okay. Like, I'm here. Like, it's everything's cool. Yeah. But then when my sister asked, she said the reason my grandmother wasn't around is because she's still, like, <laughs> floating around trying to figure things out. Like, figure out where she is, what's going on. Um, so, I think she like she and my mom had a very strong connection Mm. so I think like she did come say hi to my mom and like she just like the medium like tapped into spirit and was like hey it's fine yeah but like she hasn't come to any one of us just speak like herself like I think if we wanted like if I meditated and really like tapped into her yeah you could sense something yeah 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 like kind of like the manifestation thing yeah you know um like you could pull someone yeah. down, not in a bad way, not like in a horror movie way. No, but but um, yes, you you can open a gateway and request and yeah, attract and all yeah. those things. Yeah. yeah, but I don't think anybody has really been doing that. Just 
with the way things are, you know? Sure. Um, yeah. So there's that. And then my other ghost story <laughs> is when I was in Savannah. So I went to Savannah for my birthday last year. Okay. Um, of course, because hello, I just love Savannah. And <laughs> I, so we toured a couple different places. And our, on our last night, we did a tour of the Sorrel Weed House, which is the most haunted house in the most haunted city in Savannah. Or Wait. most haunted city in America. I did not know that. Yeah, look it up. She's Wait, Sorrel Weed House. S-O-R-R-E-L-L. Weed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's in Savannah. Lots of things have gone down there. Spooky spooks. Spooky spooks. Um, so... I went in, kind of to the whole trip. I was like, I'm going to open up. I, because I've always, I don't really open myself up to things. Just because as a kid, I'd see a lot of things and get freaked out. Why are we the same person? (laughs) You have the same birthday. (laughs) Okay, I'm so sorry. Squirrel Weed House. You usually don't open yourself up. Yeah, so I go into it. I'm like, I'm going to open myself up and like, just go for it, you know? Yeah. Oh my God. It was on 10. It was on max. Like everything that I was feeling, I was seeing shadows. I was seeing things. I was feeling things. I was hearing things. Um, I uh, I was also smelling. I have my sister. So she made a tarot deck. Not a, it wasn't a tarot deck. It was, um, it was just a couple of cards. And it was like, which gift do you have? Mm. <laughs> so, you know, like Claire Sentience, Claire Audience. Yeah. I can't remember the smell one, but that's one oh, that I have. It's... I call it Claire Smellience. That's funny. I like that joke. Because <laughs> I can never remember. I'm. It's going to come to me, but... When it does. Yes, but I, yeah. I... We all know what you're talking about. Yeah. Well, if you don't, there's like <laughs> this thing where you can... There's different ways that you can tap into spirit. So Claire Sentience is just seeing things, I think. It's like... An awareness? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then Claire audience is hearing things like audio. And then what I call Claire smellience is not the right word, but you can smell things. So like in the women's parlor, oh my God, I was smelling roses, flowers, and right next door. Oh, and the vibes were just really good in there. Like just, I've always been really since I've seen auras and all that stuff before. Mm. And then in the men's parlor, it was very dark. Um, I was seeing lots of shadows. I was smelling lots of cigar smoke. Um, and then in the basement, of course they have these stupid red lights set up. So it was already kind of spooky and you know, you're oh, on a ghost tour. Yeah. But I was seeing things run across the floor. There was oh like God. the surgery room. I was really uh-uh. like, I could not, be, I could not be in there. Yeah. I, I just could not be in there for more than like the two minutes that she was talking that's crazy um and then yeah so we go the on this too oh and then the slaves quarters i walk in to the a room where i cannot remember her name this i went back in september i just can't remember her name um but she was like raped and murdered in her bedroom in the slaves quarters upstairs and you know they didn't tell us any of that before we went in they told us after but I go in and I just get hit yeah. with like a wall of like depression and low feeling and I start crying. Yep. And it was awful. And um, I, yeah, like I spent some time in there just like to Vibe, spend time. Yeah. yeah. Like just 
to feel what she was going through in the best way that I could um, and respect it, you know, and like... It's almost like, you know, when people say pay your respects, yeah, right? And yeah. it's like, well, why do we have this ritual of going to grave sites? Why do we have this ritual of a ceremony when people pass on? It's yeah. to pay respect, right? Right. And so I'm like, the same feeling you get at a gravestone, I'm sure it's very similar to that, where it's like, you feel this need to like honor that person. Yeah. And I think sometimes for whatever reason and whatever belief system you have, if you do believe that spirits need something to be able to pass on, which I don't know if I believe that or not. I, you're past the physical at that point. Right? You so know? I'm kind of like, I don't know, but maybe they just want to feel that someone else understands. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know if we ever really will. Yeah. Even if we do pass on and our spirits choose to stay here for a while. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I definitely felt something there. And then when we got home to the Airbnb that night, my... We had a couple drinks, we packed up, and then we went to bed, and my friend was like, she, I, we were asleep, my friend woke me up shaking me, she's like, Emma, Emma, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm fine, what? Yeah, she was like, you were breathing like this. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry I woke you up. And she's like, it's okay, it was just kind of scary. And I was like, I'm so sorry. And so she zonks out she goes back to sleep i can't go back to sleep yeah I'm seeing, of course not. well i'm seeing all the all these faces swirl around me i'm seeing i can still see it in my face in my in my head this one face it was a man long nose white man long beard curly brown beard um he had like a hat on like a soldier hat and he he really stayed here while everything else kind of like swirled around me um yeah. So in that moment, when stuff like that <laughs> happens, because for me, I get an overwhelming sense of fear. And I think a lot of it is just because it is so abnormal to my daily experience that I'm not used to it. Mm-hmm. And that's where a lot of the fear comes from. But also part of me is like, or is it fear because the energy is bad? And so then I get even more scared. Do you, right. do you experience fear in that moment? What is your emotional reaction to that? And like, how do you live alone? Because I feel like I would not be able to sleep if I had, because I've had some experience, but nothing ever that vivid. Yeah. So that was the most vivid that I've had since childhood. Okay. For sure. Um, and I think it's because I was like, I'm opening myself up. I, yeah. you know, and I, you totally I, set that intention. I also was naive and I did not shut anything. Like I did not close anything back up when mm. we left. So I, you know, before I went to bed, I was still wide open. Yeah. Um, and people like me, I don't want to call myself a medium. That sounds like way too heavy. But, but like, I'm like sensitive. Gif- gifted, G- sensitive. Yeah, yeah. We're a beacon of light to things on the other side. So it's, yeah. So I think that's why I had that experience. In that moment, I was scared because my friend was scared. Mm. Um, and they just weren't going away and letting me sleep. But I did talk myself down from it. I was yeah. like, hey, let me sleep. I'm going to be okay. I do remember having sleep paralysis again in that night. Um, I don't know if I dozed off and then woke up. I don't I don't remember. Sure. But... So it's in that kind of in-between... Yeah. So I, I definitely was like... I You just have to imagine, like, the white light and, like, yeah. this kind of, like, everything running off of you kind yeah. of thing. 
Um, so eventually, like, it was fine. It was okay. And, like, that's been, like, the most I've had since. I guess in, since my grandmother. Right. But my grandmother, like, emotionally, when she came and vis- visited me, it was like, hey, what are you doing here kind of thing. It's yeah. like, okay, like, you're here. That's cool. Um, I didn't really know what was going on, so I haven't, like... Sure. You know, yeah. um, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I wasn't really sure. Um, yeah. and then as a kid, mostly I was scared just because I didn't know what was going on. Um, well, I think confusion brings confusion. a lot of the fear. Yes. Yeah. Cause it's unknown. Yeah. But something, so now living alone, I have selenite in all my four corners, um, of my apartment. If yes. you don't know, like that's it, it's kind of like salt. Where, like, it keeps everything out. Um, It just really protects and grounds your space. And... It's a great purity cleansing stone. Yes, yeah. So, um... But occasionally, I will feel the vibes... People will tell me that the energy in my apartment is really, really good and really, really positive all the time. But sometimes, you know, I work from home, so the energy gets really stale, really stagnant, and Mm -hmm. sometimes it can just get really... Ugh. Like, yeah. I just feel it. Like, you know, when it just feels thick. Yep. And so I just um, do some incense. Yeah. And clear everything out, open the windows, even if it's the middle of winter. Yeah. And just, hey, set my intentions. Like, please, like, only ne- only positive energy here, no negativity. Yeah. Um, And I call in my guides and yep. just help have them help me, like, reset the energy in the house and just bring back in those positive energy Mm -hmm. um so yeah yeah no I love that that yeah yeah Yeah. I'm just always so curious because I think for me well and like you said it's something that runs in your family yeah my mom is also sensitive and so it's been this kind of it's definitely matrilineal yeah at least in my family (laughs) Do you know the quote that's the, we are the granddaughters of the witches that they could not burn? I always think about that and me and my friends will laugh about it, but I'm like, it's kind of true though. Hello. (laughs) Yeah, but I'm like, but you know, it's true, right? Yeah. Um, But my mom growing up said that she was like terrified of it. Yeah. And that when she was little, she, she had no idea what it was. So she just prayed that she would have it taken away from her. And that kind of speaks to, I believe that like prayer, meditation. It's all the same thing. It's all the same thing. You're speaking to the same God. I think a lot of the time we use different language to talk about the same thing. Mm -hmm. So speak to that. But when she first had kids, she said something opened back up. And that Hmm. when me and my brother were really young, she started saying things again. And it... Do you think it's because she entered like the mother phase? Maybe. You know, like of like maiden mother crone. Cause like that's a that's like a that's that's, that's a thing. The thing. It's the yeah. thing. I think. Um, that's interesting. Yeah. I'm like gonna. I'm getting lunch with my mom tomorrow. I'm going to talk with her about that. I I mean just based off instinct, uh, intuition. I don't know. Which is a thing. It is a thing. Um. But she once again it just freaked her out, and so well, she so like she probably got the protective instinct too, right? And then I was like. So part of me has always been like, well, is it because I was born 
Mm. And there was some like weird transfer. I don't. I don't know. I didn't want. I don't want to like overemphasize my own importance in that um, situation. No. But I'm like. But do. But also we're connected and we share this, yeah. right? So I don't know. Um, but again, she prayed for it to go away. When I first started talking about this stuff, my mom was like, "We're not talking about it. We're not entertaining it because it's gonna freak you out. It's gonna scare you. Shut it down." Oh, see, my mom, we had like ghost. Um, do you know like the Taps guys, the Ghost Hunter show? Oh yeah, we had them on. We had Ghost Adventures on, see, and she's I... like, "That's what you should not do. Don't be Zach Bagans." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, see, I always wanted to watch Psychic Kids. Yes, that's my mom's favorite show. I love it. <laughs> and my mom walked in on me watching it one time and literally turned it off because she was like, "No." Because in her mind, it's yeah. like, you are only going to let in bad things. But there's so much good out there. Exactly. And so now, the more we talk about it, now that like I've done my own research and I understand a little bit more, like she's not as scared of it and we can talk yeah. about it without it being a thing. But I still think that's so much of why I have fear rooted to it. Mm-hmm. So I want to tell you a quick story and then I'll ask my wrap-up questions because I've taken up so much of your time. No, um, I'm having a great time. <laughs> I am too. I love this conversation. But my... like craziest ghost experience one when my grandmother passed away when i was really little she visited it like almost exactly the same as your story where we i did not know that she had passed away and i was asleep and the next morning i was like getting ready and it was the first night that she was in hospice okay and so she had totally just like made the decision to go right like she was just like all of her affairs were in order i'm in hospice wow i'm dipping right all right um what's her zodiac sign do you know? I think she's a Leo, but I'm going to have to think on it. Low key, though, that makes sense. Yeah. I was going to say, so or Sagittarius. Maybe. I'll have to, I'll, I, I'm going to have to go look. I'm kind of curious. Yeah. But Leo would be like, yeah, let's make it about me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> let me go. Bye. Um, and so my dad, came, it was the first time I ever saw my dad cry. Yeah. I was getting ready, came to my bathroom, told me. And so we cried together and I was like, holy shit, that's what that was last night. Yeah. And I totally, my grandma always wore Obsession, the same perfume, every single day. So you're always. a Claire Smellian too. I think, but here's the thing. I've never smelled anything but her perfume. Ah. Everything else is very like And you smelled awareness. it that night? Mm-hmm. And like, I, she was a very small woman in her, she was like five foot and like 80 pounds soaking wet. Tiny, tiny woman, especially at the end of her life. And so I like felt what it felt like for her to like snuggle next to me. Mm-hmm. And it felt like her because nothing, no one felt like her. Right, of course. her body was just so... Different. Her, yeah. Yeah, it was hers. Her. And I was like, and I smelled her and I was like weird. And then I just went back to sleep. And then the next morning she had passed away like an hour before that happened. Wow. So I'm like, weird. But my strongest one, my mom and aunt and I did a ghost tour in Galveston. Okay. And, you know, they take you around to all the sites that, like, all the floods and the soldiers and... I, I don't remember the history, even though the history is very interesting. Yeah. I should be better about remembering it. But That's okay. We were just better at different subjects in right, school. Right, right. I was better at English. That's yeah. fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> Callback. Uh, and so... We get to this one house, and they were like, this is the most haunted house on our entire tour. And I'm like, okay, Okay. sick. (laughs) We, like, are across the street. We cross the street and are standing in front of it, and I get hit with this wave of nausea. 
Oh. I and I was like, Mom, I am not okay. Like, I think I ate something bad. Like, I don't know. I walk across the street, literally throw up on the other side of the street. And then I'm like, now I'm fine. Like, I don't know what just happened, but I'm cool now. But I'm going to stay over here just in case because now I feel yeah. weird that I feel fine now that I cross back across the street. Yeah. My mom comes back over and says that they told a story about how... Um, it was a family of four, and there was the oldest daughter and the youngest son, and I forget the exact story, but the dad was really abusive to the daughter, and then the youngest son's death was pinned on her, and so for young women that are like coming of age, age, always have extreme reactions to that house, and I was like 17 when this happened, and I was like, you're kidding me. Like... I might, I'm speechless. My jaw dropped. Like It was insane. And I was like, I'm not going back there. That was horrible. Yeah. So that's like, obviously, wow. I've never seen anything like you've seen. But I'm like, interesting, right? Like, it's, why do these things happen? I, it, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. yeah. Like, there, I mean, this could be a whole different podcast. Right? Like, no, literally. I'm like, do you want to record another one uh, later? Yeah, we can make it our, I don't know. I listen to Jim Harold's Paranormal Podcast. Yes. And his Paranormal Campfire Stories. And I want to call in all the time. Yeah. But, like, I suck at telling stories. Like, I would no, not be able to, like. No, I love your like, stories. They go, like, one way and then another way. And I just would get, like, so... Jim, oh my god, I'm so excited yeah. to be talking to you. <laughs> That's what I love about like conversations though, is that you can go in so many directions. Yeah. Okay, my final two questions. Yes. One, is there anything that we missed that in light of our conversation, in like all of the things that we talked about, that you're like, I want to make sure I clarify this, I want to make sure I bring this up, I want to make sure I note this, anything like that. Yeah. This is a space for you to like put anything out there. Yeah. Um, I love everybody. I'm only good vibes. <laughs> that sounds so stupid. No, it's um, honestly, that's true. But like, <laughs> like you are genuinely such a good vibe person. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if I said anything to offend you at any point in time, that was not, or anybody listening, that is the you I'm referring to. Uh, that was not my intention. Um, I could literally talk to a wall. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know if we miss anything. I don't know how much of, like, my story that was. Like, No, we... but that's... Th- it's it's genuinely a great starter question because then this is the yeah, conversation like this that is happens. where it leads. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess I'm a Virgo, Libra rising, and an Aries moon. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what else to say. Yeah. Yeah. What's your favorite color? Pink. Hardcore. Shade of pink? Light pink, but I will also take a hot pink. Okay. I love that. Very last question. What is one word to describe how you're feeling right now? And it doesn't have to be like a fancy cool word. Just whatever word pops to mind. The first one that came to mind was just happy. So... Yeah, I'm just happy to be able to, like, have this opportunity to talk to you, to get to, to know you, yeah. and to learn more about you and our shared experiences. I love that. And yeah. I'm really happy, too. You're just, 
talking about how you had your session with the Reiki person and getting to know people like a hundred percent I believe that our paths are crossing for a reason and I'm so glad that we did this and I'm so thankful for your time and energy that you've spent here tonight on a random Thursday thank you so much of course I would do it all over again and again and again so (laughs) I will hold you to that (laughs) you say the word (laughs) thank you Emma thank you Reese Thank you all so much for being here today. I would love for you to be a part of the conversation, so please share your thoughts on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, or LinkedIn at The Cohere Collective. If you want more of Emma, you can follow her at mframps or at drinkingaroundDallas on Instagram. If you want to hear my in-depth thoughts about today's episode, head to thecoherecollective.com and click on blog. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and you can subscribe to our newsletter on thecoherecollective.com so you never miss another episode. If you feel so inclined, feel free to leave an honest review or rating. It really helps me reach the people who will resonate with my content and therefore reach my goal of making the world a better place. Sharing the pod is also a great way to start conversations with important people in your life. Thank you to Podington Bear for making Meanings theme music and Nicole Ostriker for making Meanings art and podcast cover. You can contact Nicole through Instagram at Nicole O Creates. Right now, I'm feeling... What am I feeling? You know, I think I really am just feeling grateful. And as much as I tell guests to just not pick a complicated word and go with their gut, I need to do that too. So... I'm feeling grateful. I got to spend a day with my parents today and I'm getting a night with some really good friends that I think we all need. So I'm just feeling really fortunate to have the people in my life that I do. Thank you all so much for being here. I really, really appreciate your time and energy and I hope you feel like you are living more coherently. Catch y'all next time. Love. Love.